Shalom, Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom, my dear brothers and sisters and dear friends. I would like you please to turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I would like us to read together from verses 35 to 48. This message is our fourth message on 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And this whole portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 deals with the questions of the resurrection, the importance of the truth of the bodily resurrection. Number one, the bodily resurrection of our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. And number two, the bodily resurrection of every believer who have come to faith in God and in the person of our Lord Jesus the Messiah. In other words, the truth of the resurrection, the bodily resurrection, is a truth that applied to all those that believed in God in every dispensation, including the dispensation, the oikonomia, the economy in which you and I live in today, including the church age. But the truth of the bodily resurrection is taught in the Word of God for every believer in every dispensation or period of time of human history. Everyone will be raised. In fact, what we are learning from the Word of God, that not only every believer in God and believer in the Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah, will be raised, but also every unbelievers, everyone that is not redeemed, he or she, who have died, who have left this scene, and uh, were buried, their body also will be resurrected, but they will be resurrected at the end of the reign of the Messiah for a thousand years, at the end of the Messianic kingdom, to stand before the great white throne judgment. The judge is our Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah, who will have to cast them into the lake of fire because their sins were not paid for and they are still in their sins. And that's why this book of Corinthians and this 15th chapter is an important chapter, beloved friends and dear brothers and sisters. And of course, the Apostle Shaul Paul is writing to the Corinthians this 15th chapter because they had some from among them who did not believe in the resurrection. In fact, just to read to you, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 12, Now if Christ, if Mashiach, be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some 
among you that there is no resurrection of the dead. And the Apostle Shaul Paul wrote this long 58 verses presentation of the truth of the resurrection to the Corinthian believers to emphasize the importance of the truth of the bodily resurrection. And so let me read for you, beloved friends, this specific portion of 1 Corinthians 15, verses 35 to 48. If you have the Word of God open, I would appreciate it if you will open it to verse 35 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and there we read, But some men will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened or is not raised except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bear grain, it may chance of wheat or of some other grain. But God giveth it a body, as it has pleased him, and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fish, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory for the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth earthy, the second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, this is now the fourth message on 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I would like to remind you that this 15th chapter was written to the believers at the city of Corinth. 
And it is interesting that this important truth of the resurrection, a whole chapter, was written to a local assembly that was so divided. A local assembly that was in a very poor spiritual condition. Although they were called saints, and they were saints by virtue of the fact that they have accepted the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, their Lord and Savior, and Paul called them unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, in Mashiach Yeshua, called saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord, both theirs and ours. So they were believers. But they were believers that live in such a sad spiritual state. We have mentioned from the beginning of the study of First Corinthians that there were so many problems, and I just want to emphasize once again in that local assembly because it is important to understand that these Local assembly of believers, though they were forgiven, they were saints of God, and yet they did not live their day-by-day life in a way that they honored the Lord. And that's why the Lord could not be pleased with them. And yet they became sons and daughters of God, and they were washed by the blood of the Lamb. This is why it is so important to distinguish between positional truth and practical truth. We who have truly accepted Yeshua, confessed our sin and sins, we have accepted Him and therefore by faith we became children of God and we are positionally belong to the Lord. As many as receive Him, to them He gave the authority to be called sons or children of God, sons or daughters or children of God, even to them that believe on His name. But we don't live always in a way that it is pleasing to the Lord. Sin is easily beset us, pride, arrogance, Everyone take his own way. The flesh is is oftentimes lustrous against the Spirit. We don't allow the Holy Spirit of God to lead us. And that's the way that the Corinthians' lifestyle was. That's why Paul wrote them this important letter that is a ministry, corrective ministry to the believers. You and I need the very same corrective ministry in our lives because we have an inclination as human beings, when we are not close to the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, to turn away from Him and live a life that is not honoring unto Him. That's why we always need to ask the Lord to help us to go back to the throne of grace. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is for the believer. And so as we see it in Israel's history, we see it in church history, men by nature, people by nature, are called to accept the Lord Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but also to walk with Him as they will be led by the Holy Spirit of God. And it is very interesting because to this very failing local assembly, Paul wrote such a high truth and such a detailed truth concerning the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of the believers. And in this 15th chapter, 
the Apostle Paul deals with these four questions or four statements. The question that we have already covered are number one, are the dead raised? Paul responded to that in the first 19 verses. Yes, the dead are raised because the Messiah rose and the gospel is that the Christ came to this world for, to die for sinners. He died according to the scripture. He was buried and he rose again according to the Hebrew scriptures. Yes, the Messiah was promised in the Hebrew scripture that he will come, he will live, he will die a substitutionary death, he will be buried and he will rise again. And that's what happened when Yeshua came, finished the work of redemption, and then he died, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. And he himself said it more than once when he spoke to his disciples. Of which we read in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the fish's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Matthew 12 and verse 40, continue in chapter 16 and verse 21 and so on, in chapter 17, verse 22 and 23 and so on, and especially in the Gospel of John, in chapter 10, when Yeshua said in verse 17, Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. John ten seventeen and 18. Well, so the first question, are the dead raised? Yes, the dead are raised. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 19. The second question was, when are the dead raised? And Shaul Paul answered this question as well, that the dead are raised in their ranks, in their order, from verse 20 to verse 28, where he says that Christ is the first fruit, every man in his own order, the Messiah, the first fruit, afterward they that are Christ, that are, they belong to the Messiah at his coming. The Messiah rose first, the church saints will rise before the tribulation. The Jewish, the Israeli saints will rise at the end of the tribulation. A tribulation saints will rise with them at the end of the tribulation to enter into the Messianic kingdom and live and reign with him for a thousand years. When the dead are raised, everyone in his own order. Yeshua some 2,000 years ago, the, the church saints before the tribulation, Israel and tribulation saints that die already after the tribulation, before the messianic kingdom, to enter into the messianic kingdom. Then thirdly, we also dealt with the question, why are the dead raised? And Paul gave us an answer in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 29 to 34, and also verses 49 to the end of the chapter, to 58. And why are the dead raised? Simply because God created the human race for his own pleasure. Secondly, because God created Adam and his descendants 
in the image and the likeness of God. Why? Because God found delight in mankind. That's why He wants mankind, people, to be restored to Him. And that's why when sin came in and Adam died spiritually, later on physically, and his descendants died from generation to generation because it is appointed unto man once to die because of sin. Physical death means that the body goes to the grave and the spirit and the soul return to the God who gave it. And because the soul is immortal, never dies, yet the body does fall asleep and remain in the, in the ground until the day of resurrection. And because God created mankind, people kind in His own image for His own pleasure and in His own likeness, He wants the human race to be with Him and for Him for eternity, for His own pleasure. And therefore, in verses 29 to 34 of our chapter, the Apostle Shaul Paul gave an answer, Why are the dead raised? And Shaul Paul mentioned, if you remember, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friend, that because God found pleasure in the human race and the animals were not created in the image of God, the plant kingdom were not created in the image of God, and because this, God wanted to raise mankind, people kind, men and women who are belonging to Him, so they will be resurrected, reunited with their soul and spirit, and be with Him forever. And because of that, they are motivated. They have an incentive to live godly life here on earth, because they can share the message of the gospel with the lost world, they are willing to suffer for the name of Yeshua the Messiah here on earth, and they are willing to live separated from sin here in this world, and they are understanding that the body, the reality of death is impressed upon the people of God because they know that their body will be glorified at the resurrection because the heavenly kingdom is not made for the kind of bodies that we have here and now. Because with this body, we have committed every sin that is upon the face of this earth. So, beloved brothers and sisters, we have covered, and Paul covered up to now, are the dead raised? Yes. Verses 1 to 19. When are the dead raised? They are raised in their order, verses 20 to 28. Why are the dead raised? Because we were created for the pleasure of God and in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, they will be raised for God's pleasure. And we dealt with it in verses 29 to 34 and verses 49 to 58. And the remaining one portion here, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, for verse 35 to 48, and Paul is answering now the fourth question. How are the dead raised? So you notice, four questions. Are the dead raised? When are the dead raised? Why are the dead raised? And how are the dead raised? With this question, now Paul provides an answer to the believers at the city of Corinth, and to you and I, beloved friend, in this final message on 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 
How are the dead raised? Beginning from verse 35 to verse 48. And in these verses, beloved brothers and sisters, Paul used three examples, analogies to explain this doctrine of the resurrection of the body and how are the dead will be raised and with what body they will come. I mean, it's really fascinating to think each and every one of us have experienced attending a funeral service of someone who died. And we have watched and observed how the bodies is after the funeral service will be taken to the gravesite and will be lowered and to be buried under the ground. And so immediately the question is risen as to how are the dead raised? How is it possible? Well, the Pastor Shaul Paul teaches this amazing truth that God is the one that is all-powerful, He is sovereign, and He is the God of providence. He is sovereign, He can do everything. And He is a God of providence, He can work all things towards the counsel of His own will, to accomplish the counsel of His own will. And just like when the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, lived here upon the face of the earth, He lived a perfect life, and He was killed uh, when He died on the shameful cross, on a Roman cross, and then He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. And so every, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, every believer who have accepted God's ways and God's counsel and God's provision and God's salvation and God's Son, the Messiah, every believer in Him will also be raised just like the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, was raised. And so notice that the Apostle Paul provides for us three examples. He gives us these analogies as to, in order to explain to us this doctrine of the how the dead are raised. And so he began, first of all, Paul using the first example as the seed that every farmer using. Seeds in order to place under the ground to water them, and that some plants and some flowers and some trees and some crop will come up. And so in verse 35, 36, 37, 38, all, uh, all the way to 41, the Apostle Paul uses, beloved brothers and sisters, he using here the uh, example of the seeds. And so I'm reading in verse 35, Paul say, as he's writing to the Corinthians, but some men will say, how are the dead raised up? Logical question, right? And with what body do they come? In other words, how are the dead going to be raised? How is it possible? How is it happening? Well, this is what we learn from the Word of God, that because God is the creator of the universe, he made all things, 
by the word of his power. And everything, he can speak a word. You remember when Yeshua was here on earth in John 11, he says, Lazarus, Eliezer, Bo, Lazarus, come forth. And you remember in John 11, he that was dead came forth. In other words, God is able to raise the dead, and by speaking a word, the dead will come forth. You remember Eliezer was already in the tomb for four days. His sister said he's by now, he's really decayed. And yet Yeshua gave a word. And you remember what he said? He said in a word that he he called Lazarus, come forth. How wonderful in verse 43 of John 11, and when he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice saying, Eliezer Ura in Hebrew, Ura Vetzeah, Eliezer come forth and come out. Wake up and come out. And he that was dead came forth bound, hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Yeshua said unto them, Loose him and let him go. The power of God. And so I'm back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 35. Yeshua said, but some men, any one of us, any person, will say, how are the dead raised up? And notice that, secondly, with what body do they come? In other words, with what kind of body? Are they coming with the same body, the very same body? And then how is it, how are they going to come out? And so Yeshua is answering in verse 36, Paul called the one that is asking this question, he said, thou fool, and really the word here, thou uh, misinformed or unwise, in other words, really realize that because God is the creator, he can create all things. How can a baby is born? It's a miracle, a miracle. How can Adam be created out of the dust of the ground? It is a miracle, because only God can do it. How could Eve be formed and built out of the rib of Adam? It is a miracle, and who can do it? God. Because He is God. He is the Creator. He is the upholder. All things were made by Him. In fact, it's a spoken of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. All things were made by Him, and without Him, nothing was made which was made. Why? Because Yeshua, the Messiah, is much more than just another man. He is God, the Son, who took union, humanity, with His divine nature, and He became a man. And as a man, He lived a perfect life. And he died a substitutionary death for your sins and mine. And he was buried and he rose again. In fact, as we read in John chapter 10 and verse 17, where Yeshua said, No man taketh my life from me, I lay it down of myself. 
I have the power to take it down, and I have the power to take it again. God can do all things. You and I are creatures. God is the creator. So Paul is answering the one that may question God. How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? And Paul said, Thou fool, or you are unwise or misinstructed. Don't you understand? That which you sow is not raised or not quickened except it die. In other words, you know it from nature. Every one of us that know farmers that farm the land, plow the land, sow seeds that look so small, insignificant, and yet when the seeds that they sow in one part of their field will grow, will after they are watered and the seed will grow, they will become some sort of a vegetable or fruit trees or plants or flowers, and each seed will first go into the ground and die. And then when it rises, then it comes with a different kind of plant, trees, flowers. And so Paul is saying in verse 36, he says, Thou fool, the seed that you are sowing is not coming up, is not raised, or is not quickened, except first of all it die. And verse 37, what you sow is not the body, but a seed. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not what body, or not the same body, that shall be, but bear grain, and maybe by chance wheat, or some of other grain. In other words, you are sowing a grain or wheat, and then when it comes up, when it grows, after it dies underneath the ground, it comes up with a different shape that one put it in the ground. In other words, it's the very same seed, and it comes out of the very same seed, whether it will be, it may be wheat or grain, but it comes different than what you put it in the ground. This is important to see. So the Apostle Paul is using an example of a seed. You know, sometimes when you look at all these little envelopes with many seeds in them, and you look, you have seeds for tomatoes, and seeds for cucumbers, and seeds for peppers, and seeds for flowers, and seeds for all kind of things. And whatever you want, you buy, you purchase, you sow it in the ground, and you receive a different shape, a different bodies. The seed does not look the same as the flower or the or tomatoes or whatever comes out of the ground. So beautiful. And Paul continues and he says here in verse 38 that God gives it a body as it pleases him. Whatever shape that he wishes for that seed. In verse 38 we do read, Beloved brothers and sisters, but God. This is the Creator God. He giveth it a body, a shape, a goof in Hebrew, a body as it pleases Him. 
and to every seed his own body. Verse 38. In other words, every seed have its own body, beloved friends. God does more than just simply place the seed in the ground and bring another kind of body, another kind of, whether it is wheat or whether it is other grain, another kind of uh, body. But when it comes to the believers, when it comes to the human race, it is amazing when you think, beloved brothers and sisters, that God in the resurrection, He will provide for God's people, for His own people, a body that will be suitable for His presence. Remember we read in verse 50 in our previous session together, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. In other words, because we have flesh and blood, and because we have a sin nature, and because of our sin nature and our life here on this earth, our body are really corrupted. With these bodies, we have uh, committed every sin upon the face of this earth. And because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, God will have to provide, and He will provide, a body, a glorified body for His own people who will be raised from from the dead, a body that is suitable for the presence of God in heaven. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, as the Apostle Paul continues now, and you notice in verse 39, 40, and 41, he continued to elaborate about this amazing truth. And Paul is saying in these verses, verses 39, 40, and 41, he said, All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, of human, another flesh of beasts, these are animals, chayot, and then another of fish, and another of birds. Even when you look down upon the face of this earth, we have people, mankind, human body, and then you have any kind of animals in their shape and their bodies, different than the human body. Then you have fishes in the ocean, in the seas, in the lakes and in the rivers, and then you have birds in the air. Everybody differs. The human body does not look like the animal's body, and the animal's body does not look like the fish's body, and the fish's body does not look like the bird's. Every body that God had given to his own creation differs from one another. All flesh on earth are not the same. All bodies are not the same. But there is one kind of flesh of men, another kind of beast, another kind of fish, and another kind of birds. Shaul Paul continues in verses 40 and 41, he elaborating more about that to help us to understand that in order for us to be suitable for the presence of God in heaven, where our bodies will be resurrected from the dead, we will have a body that will be suitable for heaven. 
We have now bodies that are suitable for here and now on earth. But because flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God, when our bodies will be resurrected from the grave, God will give a suitable body that is suitable for heaven. And so he continued, verse 14, he said, There are also celestial bodies. Celestial simply means heavenly bodies. And bodies, terrestrial, these are earthly bodies, for here on earth. But the glory of the celestial, these are the heavenly body, is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. In other words, the glory simply means the way, the appearance, and the amazing, that expression, the glory, is has to do with the fact that God had given to every body, whether it is the, in heaven or here on earth, He gave us a body that has its own glory, its own honor. And that's why it is so unique to think of the bodies that God had given in in the earth today, the animal, in the animal kingdom or the human kingdom. There are bodies that are receiving honor, a unique honor. The human body has its own unique honor. The, The animals in the kingdom, they have their own honor in the way that God have created them for his own pleasure. So there are celestial bodies, these are heavenly bodies, and there are terrestrial bodies, these are earthly bodies. And notice that, as we just read, that the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Upon the earth, everyone has his own uniqueness. The human kingdom, the human race, the animal kingdom have their own uniqueness. But notice here, he's also explaining now what's happening to other creation of God in heaven. Such as, notice verse 41, there is one glory of the sun. The sun is unique, S-U-N, the sun Give us light. He, the sun has its own glory that God created the sun. And then there's the glory of the moon. For the night, the, the moon has its own glory, uniqueness. And then it says another glory of the glory of the stars. The stars have uniqueness, unique manifestation. That word for glory is, is how they manifest, how they are seen. Men and women are seen in their own uniqueness. A beast are seen in their own uniqueness. Fishes are seen here on earth in their own uniqueness. Birds are seen here on earth in their own uniqueness. And in the same way, there is the uniqueness of the sun, the uniqueness of the moon, the uniqueness of the stars. In fact, in verse 41, even every star is different from another, and each one has its own glory, its own uniqueness. So now, beloved brothers and sisters, after the Apostle Shaul Paul gave this interesting illustration using the seed in verses 35 to 38, then actually all the way to 41, then, beloved brothers and sisters, 
he is using now from verse 42 to verse 44, Paul discussing now the detail of the change that will take place at the days of the resurrection of the body. I just wanted to mention that in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, and verse 12, Yeshua used the very same expression, the word heavenly and earthly. Notice that in John chapter 3, and there we read in verse 12, If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you heavenly things? You notice that? The same thought, the same Greek word that we have here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and these verses, verse 40, where it says, there are also celestial bodies, heavenly bodies, and terrestrial, or bodies earthy. Completely different, the one suitable for here and on earth, the other body is suitable for heaven. That's why the sun, the moon, the stars are creation of God that are suitable for the heavens. Now, in relationship to the believers, to God's people, God gave us a body that is suitable for here and now on earth, but at the resurrection and at our rapture and being taken to be with the Lord Jesus, the Messiah in heaven, we must have suitable bodies for the presence of the Lord. Let me just mention one thing here. If you remember in John chapter 20, when we do read concerning Yeshua who came to see his disciples in the city of Jerusalem upon the first day of the week, uh, in the evening, in John twenty nineteen, being the first day of the week, you remember how the Lord appeared and he said to the disciples, Shalom Lachem, or Shalom Alechem, peace be unto you at the end of verse 19. Well, how could he appear there inside the upper room to be there with his own people? He must have had a body that is suitable for heaven, that he can go through doors, enter into the midst of the disciples. You remember we do read in verse 19, the same day, this is John twenty nineteen. the same day of the evening being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Yeshua and stood in the midst. And he said unto them, Shalom Aleichem, peace be unto you. How could he do it? Well, he entered without even having any limitation by the doors. He had a body that is suitable for the presence of God in heaven, in his humanity. And so back to our chapter, beloved brothers and sisters, this is exactly what will happen when the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of the people of God will take place in the future day. Now in verse 42, 43, and 44, Paul discuss now the detail concerning the change that will take place. So notice what he says. In verse 42, he says, The same way, 
is the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown in that burial, meaning when we die, when a person died, the very same body, the, the person, the believer's body that is placed in the grave, when one was buried, is like sowing seed. He died. He died in corruption, in decay. And so we read in verse 42 of our chapter, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-two. so also is the resurrection of the dead. The dead, these are the believing dead in the context of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The believing dead, the body that sleep, the body of the believer that is placed in the tomb, it is sown in corruption. A body that was living here in this world that is filled with sin and corruption. And you remember when sin came into this world, God said to Adam, the day that you will eat out of this tree, dying you shall die. In other words, you will ultimately have a separation between the soul and the spirit from your human body, and you will die. Not only that he died spiritually initially, but he will be separated. The, the body will go to the ground, because you're, from the dust you came to the dust you will return. And so, in the resurrection... The body that was sown, that was placed in the tomb, was sown in corruption. Verse 42, B, it will be raised in incorruption. It will be supernaturally raised in incorruption, beloved brothers and sisters. I must read for you once again in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, verse 17, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 19. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. This is verse 7 of Genesis chapter 2. Then verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil God said to Adam... Thou shalt not eat of it, because, notice, for in the day that thou shalt eat of it, thou shalt surely die. In Hebrew, motemutun. You will die. And then in chapter 3, we read in verse 19, it says, God punished Adam, who violated God's word by eating of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in disobedience. In chapter 3 of Genesis and verse 19, God says, In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread until, notice, until thou return unto the ground. For out of the, of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Now to remind you, if Adam did not sin by disobedience and eating of the food of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam and Eve and their descendants could have lived forever. There will not be any limitation. But death came because of sin. To remind you that Paul in Romans chapter 5 remind us of this in verse 12, Wherefore as by one man sin enter into the world, and death by sin. 
So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. You and I have sinned. That's why we will die. And so Paul is explaining in verse 42, so also is the resurrection. The resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption because of sin, so because of disobedience to God. There is a decay, aging, the process, and ultimately death and burial. But when God will raise the believer's body, it is raised in incorruption, unique, suitable, the very same person that died, his body that died, God like the seed, he will raise it in incorruption, so that body now will be suitable for God's presence. In verse 43, the body is sown in dishonor and in weakness, but it will be raised in glory and in power. We read in verse 43, Beloved brothers and sisters, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. Imagine the dishonor that happening to mankind when, when man is getting old, men, women, people getting old and ultimately die. It is amazing. But when it comes to the resurrection, the people of God will be raised, receive a body that is in power and in glory. There will be honor to those that will be raised by the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. There is a verse in Luke chapter 20, where we read in verse 35 and verse 36, But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in Mary, neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels." and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Yeshua said concerning the believers that have, the one that will have accepted him and accounted worthy to obtain that world, this eternity. And that's why we are worthy to receive and to obtain that eternal blessing that world to come and the resurrection from the dead. Why? Not because of ourselves. Because we are sinners by nature. But it is only because we have accepted the Mashiach Yeshua, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, God the Son who became a man and paid for your sins and mine. That's why we, the believers, will receive a body that, as we read in verse 43, Though sown in dishonor, but yet raised in glory. Though sown in weakness, yet it raised in power. In verse 44, the body is sown natural, but raised spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. That's why we read in verse 44, it is sown a natural body. This is the body that you and I have right now. Body that is here, suitable for this world decaying as days go by, as we are aging. But notice, it is raised a spiritual body. 
A spiritual body is a body that is suitable for the presence of God, for eternity. A body that will not sin anymore. A body that will be reunited to the forgiven soul and spirit of the same person. And a spirit, the whole person, spirit, soul, and body to live eternally with the Lord. It is amazing. It is amazing, beloved brothers and sisters. In First John chapter 3, in verses 1 and 2, we read, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know on the basis of God's word, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We, believers, will be like our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Why? Because we will see him as he is, because we belong to him because we have accepted the manner of love that God bestowed upon us that He called us the sons of God. He opened our hearts and we have accepted Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, as our Lord and our Savior. And we have accepted that He died for each and every one of our own sins. We who deserve to be punished, He was punished in our stead. And that's why verse 44 said that we... Although we have been sown as a natural body, natural means here on earth as we are with all the decay and with all the failure and the sin that within us, yet we will be raised a spiritual body, a body that is spiritual, suitable for God. Beloved friend, it's the same thing with the soul. The soul of all mankind is sinful. But because we receive forgiveness from the Lord Jesus who paid for our sins, we are forgiven. And He cleanses us. We are born again. We are new creation. All that are in Christ Jesus are new creation. All things have passed away. All become new. So when the body that we will, we died here on earth will be resurrected is a body that will be spiritual. There is a natural body and there is spiritual body. Just the same as we read in verse 40, there is a celestial body and there is a terrestrial body. We will receive a spiritual body, the same body, but glorified. How are the dead raised? And with what body do they come? We have read already in verse 35, well here it is. Verse 44, our body is sown natural body, but it will be raised spiritual body. There is a natural body, but there is also a spiritual body. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, as we draw towards the end, in verses 45 to verses 48, the third example that Apostle Paul is showing now, he's showing the contrast between Adam, this is Adam that was created by God out of the dust, and he's making a contrast between Adam and the Messiah, 
who is also considered to be the last Adam. And so in verse 45, 46, 47, and 48, Paul is giving to us the amazing contrast between Adam, the one that was created, last Adam, the one who created all things, and became Adam, became a man. In verse 45, the first man, Adam, was made. And the last Adam, he became. Notice verse 45, how beautiful. And so it is written, it takes us all the way back to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. The first man, the first Adam, was made a living soul. And we just read in Genesis 2 and verse 7 that God breathed into Adam's nostril, the one that was created out of the ground, out of the dust, and man became a living soul. But then notice he used in verse 45b, the last Adam. In other words, there is no one that will come after him anymore. Why? What does he mean by that, the the first Adam and the last Adam? What does the Apostle Paul say here, that there was the first man, Adam, that was the federal head of all the human race? That's it. And now when God the Son became Adam, a man, a sinless man, holy and righteous man, he is the last Adam. And all the trust in him are now have been transferred, the believers that is, from the first Adam to the last Adam. And we belong to him. And so, as it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. He was made by God. But the last Adam became, not even so much so made, but became a quickening spirit. You remember what we read in John chapter 1 concerning the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, according to John 1 verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is John 1.14. He is the eternal Word, the Mimra, the Logos in the Greek, the Mimra in the Hebrew. This is God the Son, this is God Himself in the person of the Son. He took union humanity and He became flesh. He dwelt among us. He is that last Adam. But because He came to this world and He paid for the sin of this world, when He died for your sins and mine, He became a quickening spirit. He's now give us life, provided life for those who trust in Him. See, those who are descendants of Adam, like all of us by nature, we are decaying and ultimately die. But those who believe in the last Adam, Yeshua, the Messiah, the Yeshua Menatzeret, we are now, who because we believe on Him, we become, we become a quickening spirit. He made us alive, spiritually and eternally. And because of Him, 
bodies will be resurrected, a spiritual body suitable for heaven to be with him. In verse 46, the first one, notice that verse 46, however, that was not first, which is spiritual. No, but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual. In other words, it's always like so. First was that natural. This is the body that we all have by nature when we were born here into this world. This is the the natural that we have. But then after that is the spiritual. And here is in reference to the spiritual body. As we just read earlier, there is a natural body, verse 44, and there is a spiritual body. We received the natural body when we were born to our parents as descendants of Adam and Eve. But we will receive a spiritual body when we will be resurrected at a point in time. And our bodies will be suitable for God's presence. Where sin will be no more. In verse 47, as we are drawing to the end, the Apostle Shaul Paul said the first man is of the earth, earthy, and the second man is the Lord from heaven. That is so important to understand. Notice in this verse 47, he used the word the second man. Notice there is the first man, I'm reading verse 47, the first man is of the earth, earthy. This is Adam. And the second man is the Lord from heaven. Why does he use that word second man here? Because as far as God is concerned, there are two men. One man that was of the earth, and he is earthy. And there is another man, and he is the second man. And the second man came from heaven. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God sent the Son into this world. The Father sent the Son to be the Savior of this world. He's the man from heaven. In fact, uh, Daniel in chapter uh, 7 of his prophecy spoke about the Messiah who is called the Son of Man, Ben-Hadam. He is the Son of Man that came from heaven. He came once some 2,000 years ago, the Messiah, the Redeemer. He was despised and rejected of mankind. He died, he was buried, and he rose again, and he's coming again. And he is the one that came from heaven. So, the first man is of the earth. But you see, when Yeshua, the Messiah, came, although he was born to the Virgin Miriam in the city of Bethlehem, to the people of Israel, but in actuality, he is the one that is from heaven. From heaven. He existed in eternity past, beloved brothers and sisters, and when God promised to the nation of Israel that he will send the Messiah, he did say, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friend, in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name God with us, Emmanuel, God 
with us. Chapter 9, we read in verse 6, For unto us a child is born. Yes, he was born here on earth. But it is the son that was given unto us, a son is given. And because he is God the son, and the child that was born to the virgin Miriam in a supernatural way, he will be the one that the government should be upon his shoulder, and his name should be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, El Gibor, the Everlasting Father or the Father of Eternity, the Source of Eternity, and the Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, Pele, Yoetz, El Gibor, Aviad, Sar Shalom, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. This is the one of whom we read, the second man is the Lord that came from heaven. That is fascinating to understand, beloved brothers and sisters. And then the concluding verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 48, that which is earthy, just like the one that was from the earth, so all of those descendants of Adam are here from this earth. And just like the one that came from heaven, so are those that belong to the one that came from heaven. And so we read in verse 48, As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. You see, every one of us, my dear friend, that is born here into this world through our parents, we are all descendants of Adam and Eve, Adam Chava. And so all of us, according to verse 48, we are earthy. We all are descendants of Adam and Eve. But what happened when we have accepted God the Son, who became a man, Yeshua min Nazareth, from Nazareth, who is the Messiah of Israel, the Savior of the world, when we have accepted Him, and we belong to Him, and receive forgiveness of sins because of Him, Yeshua, Jesus, we are now belong to heaven. And therefore, we, in a sense, have been transferred from Adam, the earthy, to Yeshua, the heavenly. And how have we transferred? Simply by believing that He is indeed the promised Messiah of Israel and the Savior of this world. In Matthew chapter 13 and in verse 43, Yeshua was providing parables there to his own disciples and the people of Israel in these days when he was still on earth. In Matthew chapter 13 and verse 43 we read, Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their fathers. Who hath an ear, let him hear. This is in the resurrection, the righteous shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their fathers. 
You see this? In Philippians chapter 3, the apostle Paul wrote to the Philippian believers in verse 21, and he said, I'll read verse 20, For our politic, or our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. No wonder, beloved brothers and sisters, we heard what John said in 1 John chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2. Behold what many of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we, you and I, sinners by nature, should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not, because it knew him not. And then he says in verse 2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. It doesn't yet appear. People don't see it. You and I don't see it. It doesn't yet appear now. But notice. But we know on the basis of God's word. We know that when he shall appear. We shall be like him. Like Yeshua. Like Jesus our Mashiach. For we shall see him as he is. Amazing, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, may the Lord help us to appreciate the fact that we, the believers in the Lord Jesus the Messiah, will be raised from the dead. Are the dead raised? Yes, the dead are going to be raised. When are the dead raised? They will be raised, each one in his own order. Why are the dead raised? Because the dead, the believers, God's, the creation, God's people were made in His image and in His likeness and for His pleasure. For all of us, all the human race were created in God's image, spirit, soul, and body. And therefore God desired to restore people to himself, and therefore he sent Yeshua the Messiah to pay for our sins, and the dead will rise because God wants it for his own pleasure. His delight is with the children of men. And how are the dead raised? Well, the dead will be raised in a supernatural way. There are also heavenly bodies and they are earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly body is a different glory than from the glory of the earthly body. And therefore, as our body is so natural body, it will be raised in a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul, the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. And so we read that like that the first man is of the earth earthy, the second man, Yeshua the Messiah, is the Lord from heaven. And we will be raised, those that belong to God, the believers will be raised with a 
spiritual body suitable for the presence of God. And so, my dear friend, we have finished now the study of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. May the Lord help us to appreciate the truth of the bodily resurrection of everyone that have accepted Yeshua, our Lord, and have trusted in Him. May the Lord bless His word, we pray. God bless you, my dear friend. Until the next time, we say Shalom, Shalom. You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitan. Gideon teaches God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective. For more information about this ministry, write to Holy Scriptures and Israel, Box 1411, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, L0S1J0, or visit our website at holyscripturesandisrael.com. You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching on Fridays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1 p.m. at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.